0: Today's reading comes from the uh, Gospel of John, chapter 11, 1 to 45. A bit of a long one, so uh, get, get comfortable. The Raising of Lazarus. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters Mary and Martha. This is to Mary, who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was also sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus, telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Laz- Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and lazarus he stayed where he was for the next two days finally he said to his disciples let's go back to judea judea but his disciples objected rabbi they said only a few days ago the people in judea were trying to stone you are you going there again jesus replied there are 12 hours of daylight every day during the day people can walk safely They can see because they have the light of this world but at night there is danger of stumbling because they have no light then they said our friend lazarus has fallen asleep but now i will go and wake him up the disciples said lord if he is sleeping he will soon get better they thought jesus meant lazarus was simply sleeping but jesus meant lazarus had died So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let's go and see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she meant to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, Your brother will rise again yes Martha said he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day Jesus told her I'm the resurrection and the life anyone who believes in me will live even after dying everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die no do you believe this Martha yes Lord she told him I've always believed you are the Messiah the Son of God the one who has come into the world from God then she returned to Mary she called Mary aside from the mourners and told her the teacher is here and wants to see you so Mary immediately went to him Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him when the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily they assumed that she was going to Lazarus grave to weep So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out his hands and his feet bound in gravel clothes sorry <laughs> bound in grave clothes his face wrapped in a headcloth and Jesus told them unwrap him and let him go Another
1: big reading today but it's really good to be able to sit in the bible and just hear the whole of the story so that we we get the framework of what I'm going to be talking about today It's wonderful that I can be here with you today again, and today I'm going to be looking at um, what we normally expect to happen in our life, but things that for some of us are normal expectations actually lead us towards death. I want to say this right up front, Jesus came so that we may be saved, we may have new life. So let's just pray. Gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks for today. We give you thanks for your words, that we can sit in your word here in the Bible. Lord, Holy Spirit, be upon us. Open our hearts and our minds to your leading. Open the word here, that we may hear afresh your word for our lives. May it challenge us. May it draw us closer to you. May it help us reflect upon our lives today. I pray this in your holy name amen now for some of us we may know that we've just had an election it's it's really it was interesting and nette and I wandered down and, and Caitlin as well she came with us but uh, wandered down to uh, the local school here and we went in we didn't have a democracy sausage, but we did end up voting and it was one of these we needed to make sure that we had Organised that we'd changed where we were voting to so we were voting for here Now we're not going to ask what who you voted for um, Or What party or candidate you wanted to be voted in I'm not going to be trying to say one party is better than the other or anything like that And we know that we've had a change and there's an expectation that with a new government There is going to be change there's an expectation that with a new premier, there will be a difference. But we know life is gonna go on for most of us in a very normal pattern. Regardless of what the government has said or done, life is gonna go on. But what I want you to think for, just for a moment, just with the election here, just think of the candidates. So all those people, all those names on that piece of paper that you ticked, you didn't tick because that, You put one and two and three, four or five, you know, how many of you wanted to do? I don't know, does anybody ever number um, that really long piece of paper down the bottom all the way through? It take you half an hour just to go through all of those boxes, but hey. Um, But just think of those names, of those people. They have an expectation that they will get a certain amount of votes, that there are people that will agree with them and want them to be... As their member, there's an expectation that they will get a certain amount of votes. And now, if you happen to be one of the big two parties, um, then then there's an expectation that you'll get a majority of the votes. That you, you're either a Labor or you're you're a Liberal. Or if, talking this area, if you're out further into the bush, you might be a Nationals. But you know those those big parties. You've got the Greens, and you've got you know um, the Teals and Independents and. But there's an expectation that it's a, it's a fight between those two. That's the kind of normal understanding that we have in Australia around politics. We know that no matter what happens, this normal pattern of voting can and does bring change. However, often in our life we, you know, and, and in the work that we do, then we know it's going to remain the same. Yeah, there might be a few more bridges built, there might be a hospital built, a school opened, something like that, but our daily life is not greatly affected by what has just happened. But there is a whole lot of build-up and expectation that people had about what's going to be normal and the new normal for the world here. What I want us to do is we look at the Bible today and explore this reading that we have from John's Gospel. And if you've got the Bible with you, I encourage you to open it up, either on your phone or, or in, in, in physical hard copy with me, um, because we're going to be looking at the raising of Lazarus. Um, and we're going to have a look at how Jesus goes beyond the normal expected patterns of life. In fact, Jesus actually gives new life and brings new life back. Resurrection and lifting up. And Jesus also allows us to have new life as well. So let's jump into the Bible. I'm not going to go through the whole of that. We're going to be looking at expectations. Um, and, and what I want us to do is we're going to, to jump into verses 17 to 28. So 17 to 28. And and, and what we see here is that Jesus has heard from um, relatives, families, friends that that a good friend is sick, Lazarus is sick, gravely ill. And yet Jesus doesn't rush off and go to him and and provide healing for him straight away. Matter of fact, he goes off and continues to, to preach and teach. And then he turns around and comes back after four days. So from verse 17 we hear, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. There's a significance about the length of time there that you know Lazarus was not just resting and sleeping but he was dead Bethany was only a few you know, in our terms miles but you know the terms they have here kilometres, let's, let's put kilometres in there we're, we're Australian, we're metric um, down the road from Jerusalem and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss and when Martha got word that Jesus was coming when Martha got word that Jesus was coming she went to meet him that Mary stayed in the house. So you can see two different patterns and behaviours that are happening here about how you interact and what you do and what's expected pattern of, of mourning and loss. Mary kind of stayed in the house and mourning was more than the expected pattern of behaviour. Martha races out to see Jesus. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise again when every else rises in the last day. So Jesus told her this. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? And Martha gives this great affirmation here. Yes, Lord, she said to him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. And then she returned to Mary, and she called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So, so what I want to do is explore the first of these expectations that we kind of had. And we have these expectations. Let me just say this. We have these expectations. The first expectation, we'll put it on the screen, is the expectation of only if. Do you see what, what Martha does here in this passage that we've just had read and, and just explored again? she has an only if statement. She'd expected that Jesus, the healer, when asked to come and told about Lazarus, was sick, that only if he had come back, he would be made well. Only if when the word had been sent and Jesus had come, would he be well. He would be alive. You know, we do this, and we, we, there's, a, there's a word for this. It's a conditional expectation. That's a fancy word for only if. You know, we, we play it out in our life in all sorts of different ways and all sorts of times. Here's a, here's a quick example that, that I've heard on more than one occasion a conditional expectation, a conditional expectation about things. And and, and this revolves around money. Only if I had a bit more money, then I would be more generous. Have you ever come across that? Have you ever thought that? Maybe if I just got a little bit more, then I can give some more. A little bit of conditional things. See, the thing is, with only if, the conditional things... Here, generosity is not dependent on the income that you have. Let me say, generosity is not dependent on your income or your wealth. It is dependent on your heart position, whether you see a need and you're willing to help it. Generosity comes from your heart, not your wallet. You know, only if I had more money than I could give is conditional not upon your heart but on your wallet and that is the wrong place. So we, we do these things, we have this only if things, And, and we do it with, with health, we do it with uh, whether we go and visit people, whether there's been a blow-up in a family. You know, have you ever had an argument within your family and you went, only if I didn't say that. Or only if I went and did something. You know, we have these conditional things that are there, but we need to deal with the issue and the problem at hand. Martha had an only-if expectation that placed limitations upon Jesus. That Jesus would come and would heal and there were massive great limitations but she still placed limitations on him. But Jesus didn't want to be limited, didn't want that limitation upon him and wanted to show that the power of God was to raise and bring new life. Jesus didn't stay in that expectation that he was just a healer. That he was somehow this person that could heal the blind person. Do those things. Jesus broke that and said, I can do so much more. But even Martha in her only if things says that she, God can do so much more because God will do whatever you ask. I know this. I have seen it in your healings that you will ask and God will provide. And so I place my trust and my hope in you, even in my sadness. So that's the first of the expectations. Jesus breaks this this only if things and wants us to see what is the root, what is the cause of the issue here in our lives. The second expectation I want to explore that comes out of this, out of just this this little section that we've read, but flows through all this, is there's an expectation that all will be made well in the end. See, Martha leans back into what she knew about the resurrection, about what was meant to happen at the end of time, when people had all died and heaven and come, and they would be raised up. Martha's not expecting to see her brother raised to life in the here and now. She's waiting for the heaven. But Jesus is going, I am the resurrection and the life. I can raise Jesus. I can raise him to a new life. So you see, jumping into John chapter 11 and from verse 38 to 40 and it says this Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across the entrance he said roll the stone away Jesus told them, but who says something there? Martha says something, what does she say? She she knows that Jesus can ask God and God will do whatever he asks but what does she say? don't roll the stone away, it's going to stink. He's been dead, he's been rotting, he is no more. So even though she wants Jesus to do something, she's going, it's not going to happen in the way I want it. I'm expecting it's going to be the end of time thing, I'm not expecting it here and now. Jesus responds to her after he says it's going to be a terrible smell. I love the way. And some translations, you know, the older translation, it stinketh um, is the way they put it. So, uh, you know, it smells terrible, it stinketh. It stinketh sounds really good, doesn't it? But um, Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So Jesus is going, you're going to see something amazing, miraculous. You're going to see new life. Martha is doing what we all do at times. We don't expect to see God act in the here and now. Even if we even if we know that God can do it, we don't expect God to do it. That's an expectation of limiting God's power in our lives. Jesus is saying that, that Martha's brother is going to raise again. Jesus is saying that he is the resurrection and the life, and those who believe in him will have life that... Everlasting, you, You'll never die. Even if you die, you'll have life. Martha says she believes Jesus in this, is the Messiah, the Son of God, yet Martha doesn't expect this new life to happen here and now. Do we do that? Do we limit God's power in our lives? Through expectations that things won't happen the way God is promising. It is such a big challenge for us to think through this as we are coming towards Easter, as we're remembering what Jesus has done for us that died on the cross so that our sins may be forgiven and that we may have new life because Jesus is not only raises Lazarus, he is raised himself and we have new life in Jesus. Martha was not the only one that had only if in her understanding of this. Mary had the same only if expectation. Only if you had been here, Jesus. But we see in Mary a normal expected pattern of grief and crying over her brother. Jesus goes beyond that and says you should have new life. In John 11, verse 25 to 26, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe in this? This is the question that we have for ourselves. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in the power of Jesus? Let me bring it personally to you on a much more personal level for you. Some of us here today have been living a life that is slowly leading us towards death. Slowly taking what was a life-giving faith and letting it be eroded away by expectations that the world is placing upon us. I want to give you an example, an illustration that may help you see this. It's, it's kind of like this you're drinking from a freshwater stream. The water's flowing, you're drinking from it, and you think that that is giving you life. And this is your life. But the problem is just upstream of you, the stream has become polluted because there is a sewage pipe that is cracked. And it's slowly letting sewage out, seep out into the soil, and it's creeping into the water. You don't see it, but the water's tainted. It's slowly doing you harm. See, here the thing is, so often this is the thing about society and expectations society continually places upon us that says this is our normal life. Jesus wants us to go beyond the normal of life that the world gives us. He wants us to see that he can give life, a life everlasting for us. To take us beyond what is the here and now, the norm. He wants those sewerage pipes to be fixed so that we may drink the fresh water of God in our life and not be tainted by the sewer of the world around us. Now, some of us, it may be things around alcohol, some of it may be around um, sexer or anything else, gambling, you name those things, that might be the broken pipe that is tainting the fresh water of God. What is it in your life that is holding you back that you need to repent of so that you may have new life? See, Jesus wants to give us new life, and I love what Romans 12 verse 2 says, and we're going to put it up on the screen. For you. But if you want to jump to it, it says this: don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God do what? Don't transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is perfect, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, God wants us to have new life here and now by the renewing of the mind. So we need to stop. Go and find what a broken pipe is in our life so that we may have fresh water that is flowing from God, new life from God. So as we come now into a time of prayer, I would invite the band to come up and just start praying. But what I want you to do, as we've been thinking about what expectations are in the world, what expectations that Mary and Martha were facing that had been limiting what God could do in their lives, that God wants to do amazing things in your life? What cracked pipes do you have in your life that need fixing? What thoughts, what behaviours, what expectations are taking you away from the life-giving, life-changing love of God found in Jesus Christ? See, Jesus says that he is the resurrection, he is the life. And anyone who believes in Jesus will have life. So I want to ask you today, do you want to have life? Do you want to have new life? Do you want new life for you? So let us just pray. And if, if God is stirring in your life, if, if you are wanting to say yes to God, make a decision for God, we're going to have a moment for that. So let's just pray right now. Gracious God, we, we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for your challenge. And we give you thanks that we can look at this in many different ways with fresh eyes. Lord, we, when we even read your word found in the Bible, we have an expectation that they're just words on a page. But Lord, break that down, that they are your words, life-giving words that challenge us. Lord, there is a word here for somebody today that they just need to hear that you are bringing life to them. Lord, I know that that their heart will be lifted, that their hope in you will be restored. And God, I just pray right now that we may say yes to Jesus, that we may know him as our Lord and Saviour, that he is the Messiah, the Chosen One, God's only Son. And Lord, we just ask right now that if there is any sin in our life, there is any muck in our life, there are any broken pipes, sewer pipes that are causing us not to drink deeply of your living waters, that we may confess that to you. So let's just confess this right now. Lord, I have sinned against you, God. I have sinned against my brothers and sisters. I have done what I didn't want to do. I have placed myself at the centre rather than you, Lord. God, you... I place you, Jesus, in the centre of my life. And Lord, today we ask for forgiveness of our sins, but we also ask, Lord, that you give us life. That you give us change. That you give us something new. Lord, maybe there is something new that is stirring in somebody's heart. Please, Lord, open that up for them so they may know the new life, the new journey, the new thing that you would have them do. Lord, I just pray this in the power of Jesus' name. Our Lord and Saviour. Amen.
0: Amen. So let us continue by singing.